0: Welcome to A Free
1: Solution. All right. Welcome to A Free Solution. I'm Kevin Wilson, your host for today. Thank you so much for joining us. We're live here on WISL, so give us a call if you want to participate in the show. 585-346-3000. That's 585-346-3000. You can also comment online as well. We're live on the Free Solution Facebook page, Free Solution YouTube channel, Free Solution Group, the Kevin Wilson page, the Kevin Wilson Twitter, etc. I'm gonna. So today, I'm gonna spend most of this show talking about student loan stuff, right? So most of the show, but I am gonna do one segment on cancel culture, just because it is relevant to the Rochester area right now. There is a. It was a wild press conference yesterday that may have been. I'm not kidding, the worst thing I've ever seen, um, the worst press conference I've ever seen. So I, w- I want to talk about that. I want to talk about cancel culture in general and kind of the the concept of both freedom of association, where the government plays into this briefly, and can, where where do people go in these situations? And, you know, so the the background on this is that there's a, a press conference that was held yesterday by, by a couple who was... Uh, you know, accused of holding this this party that was uh racist, right? And and the the actual government related piece to this is that a firefighter a dude named Jared Jones was made to go to this party and he, he's he's a, a black man, he, he was made to go to this party while on duty, as I understood it. And the and the captain made him do this, right? And so he brought a lawsuit against that. The captain ended up retiring before uh you know any termination proceedings started and because of this again there's there's a lawsuit against the city and whatnot and then the the couple who was accused of of having the party uh the 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 uh, Nicosias, uh they their reputation suffered pretty significantly because of this right. And so, in order to, in 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 an actual substantial way, it sounds like I guess the doctor next to you, who's a dentist, uh, you know, is losing business, losing you know, uh, lost a board position. Uh, there, there, there are some legit consequences from uh, this party, right? And again, they they were facing those. So what they decided to do is they they decided to to hold a press conference to clear the air, and they probably did more damage to themselves during that press conference than anything that had happened previously. Like again, the, the people involved in this, the lawyer and anyone else should be just embarrassed to have participated in this whole thing. In this, in this press conference, they get out there and they, <laughs> they, they talk about like, okay, well, here, here's the party. Here's what really happened. And, and then reporters ask, well, okay, well, are those voters from the party? You know, cause it, 'Cause like, oh, it's not a, it wasn't a, it wasn't really a, a racist party. It wasn't a racist Juneteenth party. Uh it it was, it was a political party. And here here's some examples of games that we had. And there's there's one Juneteenth flag, but it wasn't uh a big deal. And well, as it turns out, uh those are all staged. They weren't actual pictures from the party, so they're presenting a case that they wanted to do. Uh there's you know in this conference there's also the lawyer talking about Something that hadn't been confirmed yet—that a bunch of people suspected—that there's a this this racist Twitter account that was uh, harassing people in Rochester and just posting like just really nasty vile stuff. Like this isn't like the the borderline racist stuff. Just just nasty nasty vile stuff. Uh, and they admitted that that was was Mary Mary's account. Like wh- Why? Why? Why bring that up? Why talk about that? If you if you're gonna try to clear the air. Oh, we're we're not racist, but like, yeah, you know, she did run this racist account. Like, what? Why would you do that? Why? I I it, it blows my mind, you know. <laughs> and there's a the the lawyer Hogan, you know, is it just says like, yeah, it's racist, vile, and shouldn't exist. But other people do it. That's not an excuse. That's not an excuse for bad behavior. And. You know her her husband uh, D- Dr. Nikoza said, you know if if this is really who she is on Twitter, then why, after living in a community for 25 years, is no one outside Twitter any representation at all that that can say she has racist tendencies? I've never seen it Yo, you, have you ever heard of the rule of goats? Let me tell you the rule of goats. I'll, I'll give you the polite version the, the version that's okay for radio, but it it says that you know if you if you kiss a goat, even if you're doing it ironically. You are still a goat kisser that's the polite version and that's kind of what happened here if you are playing a character it doesn't matter if you're doing it ironically or you, you think you're just doing a bit if if you act a certain way that says something about your character too and in this case again if you're going around running a racist file twitter account and doing that if you are if you have a bunch of racist memorabilia in your home if you have a party where you are mocking Juneteenth, where you're putting KFC buckets all over, like I, I I retweeted a few things from the thread of this press conference. Like it is is wild how incompetent this PR effort is. Like just just absolutely wild. and yeah, I. I'll just say this again. This isn't mostly to beat up on them. This is I, I mostly want to use this as an example of like cancel culture and freedom of association. It's that if. So if you if you find yourself in these situations, don't again, hey, don't make it worse. But B, you know, take ownership of what you've done and do better. There there are a lot of cancel culture situations, where is normal people who say something that they think is innocuous or make a bad joke and they're like, oh, man, that's that's not how I meant it. And a bunch of ultra woke people like take things too far and try to ruin this like average nobody's life. Right. Like the, the case of like um. It was like an electrical worker. It happened to the woman who was on the plane who made a a dumb joke about AIDS. It was a bad joke. That's not the case with this. These are powerful folks who've done fundraisers for both sides of the political aisle who could have done things to show the content of the character through the work that they were doing and try to rebuild their reputations. They burned it down in this this, uh, ridiculous press conference. And I know they're like, "Oh man, our lives are ruined." But they they made it so much. it's national news now. You know, it got picked up by New York Post and a whole bunch of other you know outlets because of this press conference, because of how bad it was. So I'm sympathetic to folks who are victims of cancel culture who don't say things that you know. I felt a little bit bad for I'm I'm blanking on his name now, but the weatherman in Rochester. Like, maybe that, that was a slip up and that was that was a dumb mistake, and he people kind of piled on him. I felt bad for that. This this not so much again powerful people who did explicitly like the, it is not a question and though even the lawyer getting up saying like yeah it's racist and vile like the the Twitter Twitter account that Mary is running it it's not a question in this case now cancel culture isn't always a bad thing there are sometimes where we don't want to associate with those people if if this guy were my dentist I would be like oh, you know what? I I don't know that I want to go to him anymore. I don't know why I want to be associated with that kind of person, that kind of person who, you know, who I think it seems like he knew about like his, his wife. He's trying to kind of deny it, but it kind of seems to me like he may have known about it. But maybe maybe that's just speculation, making excuses for bad behavior, participating in, in a party that seems like it has some ugly implications. I could understand why people don't want to associate with that. And that is your choice. That is freedom of association. I don't want to be around that. I don't want to be friends with people who are like that. I don't want to have those folks in my life. And I might try to, if you have those folks in your life, I might, I might try to say like, hey, could you, could you not do that? It's really bad stuff. It's ugly stuff. And I might try to talk to them. But there comes a point where you want to cut them out. You don't want to do business with them. Where either as a reputational risk to yourself or as, as a moral position, you don't want to associate with those folks. And I think that's different from, again, someone made a mistake. Or made a bad joke and is like, "Hey, I'm sorry. That's not. That's not what. That's not me. That's not who who I am." And do that. This is this is so much further than that. And yeah, I mean, again, this this is. I don't want to spend the whole show on this. It's just read that read, read the Twitter thread that I, that I I retweeted yesterday. Read the the national stories about this. This is like the least sympathetic case of cancel culture, people claiming to be victims of cancel culture that I have ever seen. It is absolutely wild to me. Again, careful what you do. Your actions reflect who you are. Even if you're doing it as a bit, even if you're doing it as a character, remember the rule of codes. And remember that your friends, the people you do business with, may choose not to associate with you. And that is their right to do. If they say that the content of their character is so vile, is so ugly that they don't want to be around you, they don't want other people associating them with you, you need to find ways to make recompense, to find ways to be better, to have your actions reflect better in the community and work towards that. And it's going to take a lot of work, I imagine, for this couple to gain their reputation back after this. Yeah, they made it so much worse with the press conference yesterday. All right. Anyway, again, not spending the whole show on this. I'm going to spend the, the whole rest of the show talking about student loan stuff. We're going to talk about the student loan crisis, where we're at. We'll talk about the new Biden administration proposal, why it's probably not a good idea, and some actual solutions that we should be pursuing in this situation. Thanks again for joining us here on a Free Solution. Give us a call if you want to participate in the show, 585 That's 585 We're going to be back in just a few minutes. Hey, this is Kevin Wilson, host of A Free Solution. You ever need a tool for just one project, but didn't want to spend the cash for something you'd use just once or twice? Well, there's a new tool library in Rochester where you can borrow just the thing you need instead of buying a new one. It's called The Tool Shed from the Southeast Area Coalition, and membership starts at just $25 a year. Use it for home projects or to support your business. Learn more and become a member at seektoolshed.org That's S-E-A-C-Toolshed.org
0: available in the WISL store at WISL1040.com official top quality tees, hoodies and coffee mugs, depicting the colorful WISL logo or the already famous Mount Worstmore line of merch, depicting Mount Rushmore style are for worst presidents, of course, you know who is front and center up on that mountain, WISL official items make perfect gifts or they're a great way for you to make a personal statement locally produced and sold only in the WISL store at WISL1040.com a Free Solution on
1: the WYSL stations. Welcome back to A Free Solution. I'm Kevin Wilson, your host know for today. Thank you so much for joining us here on this wonderful, wonderful Wednesday afternoon. And uh, sounds like we have a caller on the line. Keith. Good friend, Keith. Keith, yes, welcome sir. to A Free Solution. What's up, Keith? Uh,
3: there's an old saying in the Bible that says that he who has not sinned, gets to throw the first stone. Uh, I got news for everyone in the audience, especially all of us whites, us Caucasians. Uh, We have all sinned. Uh, I don't know up front, really, about uh, the would-be shortcomings of this couple. Uh, The man, the husband, is the long-term dentist. And uh, to say it uh, from an old-fashioned term, I guess his wife is somewhat of a socialite. Uh, Mm -hmm. But when it comes to matters of race, the dominant culture can often make mistakes, whether it's called outright cultural appropriation. Uh, I'm sorry, and I guess now I'm uh, apologizing to non-whites. In the dominant culture, in this case, us whites, still dominant white culture, whether anyone likes it or not, Us whites, us cocks, we will make mistakes because this is our culture. And even bringing in the uh, fire department captain who had to, quote, unquote, retire, uh, us whites, when it comes to interacting with minorities, as they're called, we will make mistakes all the time just because that is the way we are And I would ask non-whites, since we're talking specifically about African Americans, if you, all of us, would go, in this case, to the cotton of Africa, where black people are dominant, where they are truly in maturity, they make mistakes, too. So twofold, the dominant culture always makes mistakes when interacting and operating with members of minority cultures uh, they slash we Keith. just do, and we should not be jumped on because, uh, in this case, uh, having to do with the best best country in the world, the United States of America, like it or not, we are still dominant white. Yes, there is the proverbial browning of America, but uh, the all, dominant- right, all right,
1: Keith, Keith, uh, um, uh, let me let me let me. You're, you're kind of on a, on a rant here a bit, but let me interject just to just be like. This, this wasn't a mistake. This wasn't like a made an oopsie. Like this is, this is malicious. Like the, the, the way that they acted and present, it was mocking. It was derogatory. It was again, ugly stuff. This wasn't like a, Oh, I made a social faux pas type of thing. This was outright racist. Like, again, I I don't know specifically about the, the doctor, but like the, they admitted in the press conference that the, Mary uh, N- N- Nicosia had ran a racist Twitter account, and the, and the account that everyone thinks it was like it wasn't it wasn't subtle it wasn't borderline it it was it was pretty explicitly racist it was it was bad so again this isn't this isn't a oh, oopsie this isn't a oh I said the wrong thing like how embarrassing this is this is malicious now, I think that that gets treated differently much differently in my book uh, and I think in the in the in the eyes of most people and again of Association. If if you see that amongst your friends and business associates, uh, associates, you might just not want to be associated with them, and and that's that's fair. Again, that's that's cancel culture. Sometimes does make sense, and and I, again, I don't I don't feel bad here. All right, anything to add, Keith? But I do want to get the student loan stuff today. But anything yeah. else to add, Keith?
3: Yeah, yeah. Where, where's the forgiving factor? Uh, where is the, the old ma- maxim, uh, "Walking someone else's moccasins" before? You stone them to death. Everyone gets a second or third chance. We don't j- just don't cut people off at the knees. This is a long-standing couple. Apparently, uh, the, the man was the dentist for uh, the, the Rochester Red Wings, and they just cut him short. Uh, like he said, he, he's had uh, a 32-year reputation that they lost in two hours. Where is the forgiveness that we look? And I would especially ask that of non-whites. Do you just throw stones at this white couple because? Uh, uh they were human uh you uh, uh, may not th- like they were human they- again
1: this keep th- th- they weren't like you know they didn't mispronounce someone's name or something it, it, you know this isn't this was not a microaggression this was this was a macroaggression like what they are i i think not not even just accused of doing like it's confirmed that what what uh again especially what mary did the the party is seems likely to have happened to the city investigated it confirmed that something did happen too. this isn't yeah I, I think people can decide to forgive or choose not to associate on their own terms again there's there's plenty of folks that i might not want to associate with either because of that or because they are you know they scolds or they're uh uh you know annoying in the other direction but like this this is again malicious uh so yeah i People can decide that on their own terms, Keith, and no one's no one's owed forgiveness. Particularly if there isn't an apology. Particularly if there isn't a kind of sincere reckoning and uh, prove and change the behavior. Right again. And, and my my sincere hope is that like they 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 stop doing that stuff and they use the the influence and wealth that they still have to do good in the community and they. Hopefully, find forgiveness over time. But you got to actually do better. That's that's keeping you. are
3: saying that uh, they they alone do that. I'm saying if you're human, period, you can yeah, and it? will engage in that behavior. It's just not this couple, like it or not. On the part of everyone in this audience and everywhere, it's all of us. Uh, the the old. You no, know, I'm not
1: posting racist stuff on Twitter. I don't know about you, Keith, but I ain't doing that.
3: Something in your own life. uh, If you remember the the cartoon Pogo, uh, the old maxim, we have seen the enemy, and it is us. We have seen the enemy, and it is us. We all sin, we all walk this earth as sinners, and we are all deserving, like it or not, of forgiveness. And that is what's being uh, missing here. These people are being stoned to death keith,
1: I'm, i i i to, to death no that not literally not to death they're they're going to be fine um that they, they they are pretty well off <laughs> and they, they'll be fine and and i'm glad you're in a forgiving mood i mean keith are you coming around on criminal justice reform should we be more forgiving there too
3: uh no because you got to be logical no. and okay. keep your head about it you don't let bad guys just out on the street uh, because oh you feel sorry for them or because of uh admittedly bad practices in the past I, unlike many whites i don't run away from the race issue the majority of the criminals being cut loose are in that category of the black male what are we supposed to do say oh, oh we're sorry for <laughs> centuries of slavery and let black criminals out just to assuage our white hey, guilt
1: hey keith keith this has been fun and all but uh we have another caller on thank you uh, so much for calling in uh dave from brockport dave what's on your mind
4: Forgiveness. I'm thinking, uh, can I refinance my house as a student loan and maybe save ten grand?
1: Oh, clever idea! You you write to the Biden administration. That's.
4: (laughs) I I could take out a student loan for a new boat, maybe. You know, hundred grand, two hundred grand. I don't know. Wait, it's got to be part of your
1: studies, though. And actually, no joke. I I did build a boat as part of my studies my senior year of college.
4: (laughs) Well, there you go. You take the loan out, and we'll buy the boat together. How's that?
1: There we go. All right. So it sounds sounds like a good plan. I mean, in the meantime, though, thank you all for uh, paying off part of my student loans. I really appreciate it. You guys are are so generous. And by generous, I mean forced to at the uh, under a threat of violence from the government.
4: And I've got my own personal IRS S agent coming up. That'll be cool.
1: You know, <laughs> Even better. My, yeah. My no, next <laughs> garage
4: sale, I better uh, better record those receipts a little better. <laughs>
1: That's right. You're going to get audited. They they will have the manpower to audit you now. Now, you know?
4: yeah. If I if I find a say a ten dollar bill on the grass or something, um, if I got to report that too.
1: Probably, yeah, if okay. you find a ten dollar bill, if you find a, uh, if you engage in, in criminal activity too. Remember, you, criminal proceeds from criminal activity has to be reported to the IRS. Um, and oh, and actually, so I'm curious if kind of loan of... forgiveness is going to be part of that too. I really don't know.
4: Yeah okay, well, I'm, I'm going to have to brush up on all those codes now that, you know, we're each going to have our own personal one. <laughs> <laughs> yes,
1: yeah, it's, it, it's going to feel it's for like a it.
4: break, my friend.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But, uh, Dave, anything else to add before before we go on? <laughs> kind of build this segment here.
4: <laughs> no, just uh, uh, an, an incredible amount of stupidity practiced by people that are supposed to be adults Um I've been accused of a million things in my life, probably guilty of half of them, wouldn't even have think of doing something as dumb as those people did.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's uh, just
4: tasteless, totally stupid and tasteless.
1: Yeah. It's, it's, it's bad stuff. And, again, they knew better. Everyone knows better. Um, yeah. And I, mean, it's got, I, got I park
4: my vehicles a certain way when I have liberals over so they don't get offended by my bumper stickers just because I'm a human. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah. I mean, and that's it. Again, you know, everyone, you have a right to express your opinion and you can do this stuff. And it's not against the law to do this stuff. But like you've still got to interact with people. And again, whether it's something really outlandish like this or it's just an opinion and you're like, well, you know, do I do I want to have that discussion with my my uh, progressive relatives about my, my libertarian bumper stickers? Maybe. And again, maybe you engage with that. You defend it. You do your thing. But we all have to interact continue interacting with one another in different ways and again you can you can cross a line and go too far and again i've i've met folks left and right who've crossed the line and i'm like you know i don't think i want to hang out with you anymore like you you're just you're advocating terrible stuff and i'm just, i'm just uh, not here for it
4: yeah i've i've got friends that are 180 degrees apart uh politically but we have certain things in common let's say boats so we just talk boats we don't talk yeah. politics we agree to disagree on certain things, but we can still be friends and follow our passion that we share.
1: Yeah, exactly. There's a lot of that. Most people have more to agree on than disagree on, and you know that's, that's my optimistic view of humanity. All right, so Dave, thank you so much for calling in. Keith, thanks for calling in, too. Uh, we're going to be back here on A Free Solution in a few minutes, hopefully to talk about student loans. Give us a call, 585-346-3000. That's 585-346-3000. We'll be back in just a few. solution on the wysl stations all right welcome back to a free solution i'm kevin wilson your host for today thanks again for joining us give us a call if you want to participate in show 585-346-3000 that's 585-346-3000 or leave your comments online wherever stream and i want to get to a couple of these really quick uh, patty on facebook just says uh, keep speaking the truth you guys have them scared i think uh and also says uh you have the freedom to do as you like and say what you want to but there are consequences to your action losing friends customers jobs etc yeah again that's you have the freedom of you have freedom of speech uh but freedom of speech only protects you from government actions Uh, if you say something and People decide they don't want to associate with you anymore. That's that's their choice to do. They don't want to do business with you. They, you know, whatever. Um, They have a right to do that, too. No one no one is obligated to hang out with you if you are going to say dumb stuff. That's that's how it is. That's and that's how society ought to be. Uh, it can go too far sometimes. I get it, but, uh, not so much in this case. Uh, and then so, someone posted, it's a slightly different topic, but, and I'm not going to go into it too much, but, uh, Valerie on Facebook says, uh, Kevin, you should have seen the county legislature meeting last night. It was discussing how they ignored every speaker who spoke out against Dr. Mendoza being hired another year. goes on to say Mendoza made wrong decisions and harmed many during COVID. Uh, he towed the government line, hurt children in schools. These children are behind in school and will never catch up because of these COVID policies. Uh, you know, I should do a whole I should do a whole show on uh on that. Doctor Mendoza and well and, and the power of kinda of county public health. It's I, I think a lot of conservatives attribute far more power to Dr. Mendoza than he actually has, which isn't to say he hasn't made bad recommendations that people have acted on. Uh but I do want to do a show talking about what what power does a county, uh, you know, uh, official uh, of his level actually have, and where do we go from here? Again, what we've learned from COVID, what policies were advocated for, and and how those impacted our lives. We can do we can do another show on that, but I think that's a separate thing. Uh, and then let's talk about student loans. All right. So again, if you haven't heard the news, uh, there is a proposal from the Biden administration. Where up to twenty thousand dollars in loans can be forgiven if you were a Pell Grant recipient, and up to ten thousand dollars in loans can be forgiven if you are making under one hundred twenty-five thousand dollars or uh, under two hundred fifty thousand dollars of married couples filing jointly. And that means that you know I, my wife and I make less than that jointly, and we would we'd be eligible for twenty thousand dollars in forgiveness for loans. So again, I, I joked. I'm like, thank you for paying that off. And it does kind of it makes me mad because like I, I could pay it off. I, I'm perfectly capable of doing that. As are many people who make that level of income. Uh, this, this policy is really regressive. It isn't just going after the people who are the neediest. But as we go into this, I want to, I want to start with a little bit of empathy. Then we're going to talk about the the scope of the situation. Then we're going to talk about. Why this is bad, and then we're going to talk about solutions. All right, now, so again, I'll start with a bit of empathy be- be- because I know a lot of people have made mistakes in relation to student loans. Again, there's, I know some folks have paid off their loans, some folks never went to college in the first place, some folks you know were, were smarter about structuring, you know, how they paid for college, all that stuff, but there are a lot of Particularly kind of lower middle class, working class families who didn't think they would be able to get to college. Taking out loans seems like a way to do that. And the gamble overall is good. That There's still a lot of evidence that if you get a four-year degree, you're likely to make more income over the course of your life than if you don't. But it's a little bit more lopsided where immediately after college, you might not make much at all. And if you don't move in your career – in a smart way, or you don't get lucky, or something bad happens to you, you could end up not making money. But if you do all those things right, you usually end up making more money. On average, people end up making more money. So again, you're working class, you're, you're lower middle class, and your your family isn't going to be able to, to contribute much towards your college, maybe get some scholarships, but I did. I didn't get much. Right. So I I took out a bunch of loans because I'm like, hey, this is this is the way to advance myself. Everyone in school, my parents, everyone told me this is the thing to do. You need to go to college. You need to get a degree. And it's not necessarily a bad move. But you do this and you you get all this money and you don't really think about it. Right. You're just like, all right, well, I got to do this. And especially uh, many folks, they get. And it's their senior year, and they, you know, maybe they've blown through all their scholarship money at this point, and they're like, "Man, what do I do next?" So you just, again, you take out more loans, and then you take them out from the government, you take them out from private loans, and you're just like, "Gosh, I I can't like be three years into it, have all this debt, and then still not actually get the piece of paper that says, you know, I'm I'm a better employee." And you (laughs) you do this, and you get out, and then you're like, "Okay, cool. Now what?" Again, many folks. Myself included i you know I got out of college, I did politics for a while, and then I worked in retail for a while. I jumped around a whole bunch of jobs i didn't make a lot of money my first few years out of college, and some folks they'll 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 do this they'll try to make the payments where they can, sometimes that means making significant life sacrifices if you're paying for this stuff yourself smaller apartments you know not being able to save for retirement all this stuff and then even if you you do what you think is the right thing you you get like a the IBR package the income-based repayment package you think okay well I'll do this and I only have to pay a certain percentage based on my income and you know that might be nothing but what you don't realize is if you don't do it the right way you may end up uh Still having to pay the interest on those things. If you go back to a non-income-based repayment system, and that's what happened to me, right? So I, I paid for many years. I had this system and and thought I was paying off. Thought I was being smart, and I paid thousands and thousands of dollars into this. And then I got out of that IBR. I was like, oh, I could just pay, like, no big deal. And then I'm like, wait, how the heck do I owe more money than I started? How is that possible? I thought I thought I was uh, that the interest was not a big deal here. No. I made a mistake. I made a stupid mistake and now I owe more money because of that. I owe more money to the government even though I was paying a lot of money in. I'm still right where I started. And a lot of people are in that position. And that stinks. And yet you get in that position and you're like, man, I'm so mad at the government. I'm so mad at schools. I'm not where I am. I want to be financially. Someone needs to do something about that. So that's where they start again. I, I, I feel bad for folks because there are many people who, who do all that, who do the same things I do, who pay in for many, many years, and they just they aren't financially literate enough when they make those initial decisions of going to college and starting to pay off their loans to understand how they're making poor financial decisions that end up putting them in more debt because they don't know that stuff, myself included, and again, I'm paying a price, literally paying a price for it. And so now, now that's where we are. Joe Biden... <laughs> is offering loan forgiveness for those folks who are, who are mad about that, who have a outsized influence on politics. And many of them who have these student loans are into politics, they're in you know, uh, the legislative offices of Congress, they're in press rooms, they're, they're making a lot of noise about this stuff. And now they have this outsized influence. Now again, I mentioned right at the beginning, college is for most people still a good investment. A lot of those folks who have the biggest amount of debt, the folks who went to graduate school, maybe some of which you know, went to law school, they're not making that amount of money yet. They're not making $125,000 yet, but they're early in their career. They're eligible for this forgiveness. In the long term, they're going to make way more than someone who got a four-year degree or someone who didn't go to college at all. And now the Biden administration is going to just forgive $10,000 over the loans. That doesn't seem right to me. That's what rubs people the wrong way is, again, you're looking at this in the short term view. And, And worse than that is this doesn't actually do anything to solve the fundamental problem of why are college prices going up and up and up and up? Why aren't people making decisions based on price? They're just making decisions on the hope of maybe getting a future income, but it doesn't work out for everyone. So we this problem of this being essentially a regressive subsidy for, for the wealthy, for, for folks who are likely to make more money later on, and not actually controlling the problem. So future students, you're either going to have to do the same thing again, which this is going to cost somewhere in the range of, I think it was $329 billion, it's just a boatload of money. Like the amount of money that's supposed to be, quote, saved by the Inflation Reduction Act, this wipes all that out. Like, like just one thing which would may or may not be legal to it may be unconstitutional this this uh this action by the Biden administration I'm sure it'll get fought over but I'm not going to get into that today. Mostly I want to talk about like even if this came from Congress even if everything was was on the up and up and constitutional would this be a good idea and the answer is still no because if you have the ability to get unlimited student loans there's no incentive For colleges to control price, there's no reason for them to lower price because why would they? That isn't the barrier to entry. The barrier to the decision for many students isn't the cost, it's what programs are available, what uh, residence halls are available, what amenities are available. That's the decision that many students are making. So the incentive for the colleges in many cases is. Well, we can raise tuition and have more money to do that stuff that students are making decisions on and improve our education programs. Or we can lower tuition, which may or may not bring in a few more students, but because they're not that price sensitive, there's very little upside to them. So price keeps going up and up and up. And that's the fundamental problem we have to fix. That's the thing that the Biden administration needs to address before we can actually tackle student loan crisis without doing that. This is going to be a $329 billion waste. So when we come back, we'll talk more about those solutions. Again, give us a call if you want to participate in the show. 585 346 3000. That's 585 346 We're going to be back here on a free solution in a few minutes. Hey, this is Kevin Wilson, host of A Free Solution. You ever needed a tool for just one project, but didn't want to spend the cash for something you'd use just once or twice? Well, there's a new tool library in Rochester where you can borrow just the thing you need instead of buying a new one. It's called the Tool Shed from the Southeast Area Coalition, and membership starts at just $25 a year. Use it for home projects or to support your business. Learn more and become a member at seaktoolshed.org. That's S-E-A-C-Toolshed.org.
0: Hi, Bob Savage here with a boost and good news for business owners and managers. We know it's been tough sledding with government working against you post-pandemic, so we've come up with a low-cost ad package, and for a limited time, once you're a WYSL advertiser, we'll run a bonus, that's free, extra schedule for job openings you're trying to fill. We'll feature your business and describe the positions you have open, all at absolutely no charge. At the WYSL stations, we're not just the voice of liberty, we're the small business friend. Call 346-3000 for details. All major credit cards welcome. A free solution on the WYSL stations.
1: Welcome back to A Free Solution. I'm Kevin Wolnyoscher. Today, thanks again for joining us here on WYSL and online as well. And we're um, and uh, you know again we're we're talking about student loans today, and and I know a few folks like Patty talking about like you know just. Penny on Facebook said, I I had no clue what I was getting into. Uh, they would not give me a car or home a lot of time, but they did for a degree. And again, that's it's one of those funny things, right? Like it's it's tough for an 18-year-old with no work experience, 17-year-old with no work experience to get uh, any other kind of loan, even one with like collateral, right? Like like a car or a house or et cetera. Um, or to get a loan that might be productive like a business loan. It's, it's tough to do that, particularly without co-signers and, Again, you can you can get many loans without cosigners as parents, although there's, there's uh, without uh, co-signers as a student. But there are parent plus loans where you do have those cosigners, etc. But yeah, it's uh, it's it is weird that so many students don't know. Again, I, I didn't know either. Again, I'm I'm happy with my college experience. I I liked it. I, I met my wife there. I think I became a better writer and thinker because of that experience. But I, I do think. Based on what I know now, like could I have gotten that experience elsewhere? I'm not in my field right now. I, I got a history and political science degree. I, I apply that knowledge in this show, but that's not what I do professionally. I do marketing professionally. So it's, it's, it's very different. Um, and maybe I could have learned that outside of the college experience. Maybe other people do too. Again, nothing against my college. I, I loved it. I had a great time. I learned a ton, but it probably isn't something that everyone needs to do. Now let's talk about solutions, though. Uh, let's let's. There's a few different things. Right? Again, the the biggest thing is is getting rid of that incentive. Again, this, is, this isn't idle speculating either. Again, I, I I understand the conversations that exist around the incentives for colleges to increase the, their costs. Right? Again, both the residence hall costs and tuition costs. Again, it's it's like if there's no if price, if students aren't price sensitive, and most of them aren't why bother lowering cost if it's not going to bring in that many more students if you can if you can raise the cost again this is just basic business if you can raise the cost of the good even if you have fewer customers and you ultimately have more resources to be able to dedicate to improving education again most colleges are non so it's not like the the boards making these decisions are looking to walk away with sacks of money it's they they want to improve the quality of life on their campus that's that's what it is but it's a lot of bad, perverse incentives. So we need to get rid of that. So there, there's a couple of ways that we can we can do that. So one is that you could give colleges some liability for when their students fail to pay back loans, right? Like if you, you get so many years out, you could have some liability. And there, there's some, like when colleges close, there's there's things like that. And, and you can have student loan forgiveness and the government can try to recover some of those assets. Uh, there's, uh, I'm trying to remember what the, the big college that, that closed down that for-profit college that closed down uh recently and what what happened with that but but there, there is a way for a government to do that with colleges that close not so much with ones that continue so you could have some liability not the full thing but some liability that colleges face a penalty for failing to prepare their students adequately to pay back their loans and pursue a career and they're on the hook for something right like hey if, if you don't uh, if if your students aren't ready to to pay back their loans, ten uh, percent of that can be recovered through your endowment or something, right? Like whatever it is. And again, I'm not I don't know what the specific policy in that would look like. There, there's there's a lot of complicated stuff with that, uh, and I don't want to totally erase the individual agency of the the students who often can and should pay their loans back and have to make their own decisions responsibly for doing so. But giving the colleges a little bit of liability would provide a bit more incentive for them to keep costs under control. Uh, you could also make student loans dischargeable through bankruptcy, right? Like student loan debt right now, like even if you go bankrupt, student loan debt isn't part of that. That that stays forever. And again, some folks, they get in the way of their head. Maybe they don't even finish degree. They get $100,000 in debt. Even if they, <laughs> every th- all their other debts get erased, student loan debts, Kind of still stick around, at least the the government ones. You could also lower interest rates too. That you know they have subsidized on uns, unsubsidized student loans. So you have like these ones that are like six, six and a half percent, uh, and then like ones that are a little bit closer to the rate of inflation, like three percent and you could you could just lower the the rates again the government makes money off of this stuff the the loan servicing companies make money off of this stuff you could just say we're not going to make money off of this we're just going to do that but again i i think the the, the tougher solution the one that's not going to be politically feasible but probably do the most good is to just limit the amount of money that students can take out to just say hey we're we're not going to what we've been doing before this doesn't work this was an experiment that we tried and and the intentions were good but given the other technology that's out there, given uh, how many more resources there are for learning, given how a lot of employers are starting to change what they perceive as the necessity of a degree requirement, then I, I didn't when I was looking to hire people, I didn't look at college degrees. It didn't matter to me. You say, OK, you're going to have to stand up a little bit more. We'll we'll, we'll, we'll give you a little bit, but we're going to cap it at ten thousand dollars or something. Wh- whatever it is. Right. Like we'll, we'll help you get the rest of the way there. Colleges and universities will have to react to that appropriately, right? They'll say, oh, shoot, we can't just do whatever we want, raise the prices however we want. We're we're going to need some of those students who are borderline to still come here. So they can do that through fundraising, raising money for scholarships. There'll be other folks who will try to get loans to the private market, which you can do. I did too. Those ones I paid off because they're higher interest. Great. I, I took care of those for, for mine, so did my wife, and you can do that. Again, and those those uh, private organizations that offer student loans, they're going to be a little bit more scrupulous in figuring out if you want to have a if you're going to have a plan to do that. Again, there there interesting happens that things that can happen in the market. There are there are other ways too where uh, there are colleges and and loan organizations who'll say okay, instead of you paying back any fixed amount of money for. 10 years, you have to give us a fixed percentage of your income, right? You could just say, okay, you're getting whatever, three uh, to 5% of your income, whatever it is. So you're kind of make the, okay, if you're you're not making very much money, they might not get all that much from that. But if you get, get out of college, you immediately get a six-figure job. They make back their investment and then some. There are interesting things that could happen in a freer market. Again, because right now, this is going to cost us on average, about $2,000 per taxpayer. And obviously it's a little bit different because we have our, our our progressive income tax system. But $2,000 each. Again, for many people who never went to college, who didn't get the benefit from this system. That doesn't strike me as right. Again, and again, I, I'm someone who benefits from this. I'm someone who, who would, if I, if I use this program, would would benefit significantly from it. It's nice, but, again, it doesn't solve the underlying issues. There has to be an incentive to have prices under control or to make a less distorted market for colleges. Because, again, you, you got the progressive left who's like, oh, you know what we can do is we can just make college free. Again, We saw that in, in New York State with, uh, like, the SUNY schools uh, with tuition getting uh, uh, significantly discounted for New York State residents who stay here. Okay, cool, but, like, is it necessary for everyone to have these college degrees? who ought to pay for it? Is it the the student who is going to benefit ultimately from this? Again, maybe not in the short term, maybe not in the first 10 years of their career. The first 10 years of their career it can it can stink. It's hard. I I have been through it. But most people they get through the rough first years of their career, they eventually make more money and people who have bachelor's degrees ultimately tend to make more money in the long term. It's just getting through those first few years. And so the other thing that we do is just, again, restructure the payments more effectively. Uh, supposedly the Biden administration is doing this to restructuring what IBR, income-based repayment, looks like. Great. that That is something good that we can do to try to alleviate this a little bit. But again, you're still not attacking the fundamental problem here. You still got to take away those incentives, those bad incentives for students to feel like the the only way that they can possibly succeed is by going to college and for colleges to take for granted that these students are going to be able to get in, get the money that they need, whatever they need to pay for it through loans, not thinking about the long-term consequences of that. And then, yeah, okay. And doing this is going to mean it's going to be a rough time for colleges who have a lot of lobbying power. But if we want to actually fix this crisis, if we want to actually get uh, – <laughs> there's what some over a trillion dollars in student loan debt out there. If we actually want to like make a dent in this and solve a problem. There are ways we can do it. Not always politically popular, but there are ways that we can do it. We've just got to have the, the political will, the, the gumption to make it happen. Thanks again for joining us here on A Free Solution. Hope that was helpful and informative. Have a wonderful, wonderful week. Take care.